Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. We're so glad you joined us today, and we have a great episode for you guys. Today, Bud and I sit down to chat with Tony Gross. And so what's cool about this interview is that uh, Tony happens to be the mayor of the little town I live in in Tennessee. And uh, I met Tony several years ago, and he also is a runner and got bit by the ultra running bug. And so it's so fun to talk about Tony and his journey and upcoming races. Uh, He also purchased a school bus and converted it into an adventure vehicle. So we get to chat about that as well. Uh, And so it's just such a fun conversation. Um, Tony also has a real uh, drive to get people active and walking and running. And so we talk a little bit about some of his community initiatives and groups that he's been uh, working on. Uh, So I think you'll just enjoy this episode. Uh, Hopefully you'll take us with you on your run today, wherever you are. And here we go. Hey, bud. Hey, Lauren, what's up? Uh, just trying to get this technology to work so we can sit down and podcast. Wonderful. Yeah, it's been a little tough tonight. So I'm, uh, I'm in my mobile studio here. Well, I'm on my non-mobile couch. Uh, I got a kid to my left, and Jim mm-hmm. is actually joining us tonight. Uh, Great. <laughs> Hi, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jim. And uh, tonight's pretty cool because we have a guest. It's not just the Bud and Lauren show. Woohoo! Everybody sighs a sigh of relief. And uh, we actually have the mayor of our town where we live here, Tony Gross. And so uh, we're going to chat with him tonight and talk about some running stuff. Uh, so, yeah, so welcome, Tony. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm a, I'm a fan of the show. I think I've listened to all the episodes. I usually do it when I'm running too. So, awesome. uh, so a lot of times the run wild with Bud and Lauren is, is what's in my ears when I'm running down the trail. So, <laughs> so, so Tony, uh, Lauren skipped this, but you are the mayor of Kingston Springs. So that is the, the town. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The little, okay. little town that, uh, that they live in is, uh, is the town I'm the mayor of. Yeah. Awesome. Which- which begs the question, Tony, I've never asked you this. So if I were to get a speeding ticket in town, can I just say, but officer, I'm friends with the mayor. Like, does that give me any pull? Do I get any? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. You know, I actually, I actually have a thing. I have a thing and, and, and it probably, probably cost me some votes along the way, but I drive the speed limit exactly. Uh-huh. I set control to whatever it is. Because I like to see how long a train of cars I can get going behind me. <laughs> Sometimes I've gotten it all the way. And, and one of my favorite things to do is there's a lot of people that use our town to cut through to an adjacent town. And I'll get that line of cars and I know they're going there. And I will drive the speed limit all the way to the end of town limits just so that they have to go that speed. <laughs> <laughs> I so, would like I, to also say I always drive the speed limit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just for public record. All righty. <laughs> if you're not going more than ten over, you're good. You're cool, so. Hey, we got it. Oh, all right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> like, Mayor Tony said, no, I was doing nine miles over. I swear. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> 
man. So now, Tony, you actually have something in common with us, and I'm going to let Bud take the reins here because I think he was interested in that. So, Bud, right. you want so, to ask? So this popped up uh, somewhere in, like, July 2020 when I saw, Tony, that you got, like, a school bus, okay? Yeah. And this was right in the middle of quarantine lockdown. So this was kind of like a project of yours, right? Yeah. So you're, so, so a lot of people have adventure vans and they're, they're, uh, you know, Ford transits or sprinter vans or whatever they are, they deck them out, they turn them into RVs and you started with a, a short bus, a school bus. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was kind of, well, what happened essentially last year is we had all our great vacations planned, you know, and right up until about now we were looking forward, we were going to go up to the Northeast and, uh, sorry, the Northwest and, and spend some time out there hiking and camping. And we had another trip planned to uh, to Arizona and we were going to do all these great things last year. And then of course COVID hit and we all sunk into COVID depression and being stuck here. And then trails closed down. We weren't even being able, weren't even able to run on the trails or do any of those things. And uh, it just got to kind of uh, uh, being a drag on everything. And, and we just got bored and you know, I said, let's get a van. And Joy's like, well, I don't know if there's enough room. Joy's my wife and a van for all of us because we have three dogs. And and she's like, how about we get a school bus? And so we called up a local friend that was a bus driver, a school bus driver. And he, uh, there was a couple of buses for sale here in Cheatham County. And we went up there. We looked at those with him. They went way high. We didn't buy those. And then we ended up going to Southern Illinois and buying a uh a, a little rusted out bus, <laughs> for hardly anything, uh, but it ran pretty good and all that stuff. We drug it down here and spent the summer just gutting the thing out. And uh, that was kind of my end. I did all the like ripping everything out and kind of getting it to where you could build on it again. And then Joy is the carpenter of the two of us. So she she uh, had drawn the floor plan out and she was the one that kind of made it back into something that was usable. And uh, yeah, so we, we've uh, got it done we kind of set a deadline of Christmas for the thing for our first big trip. And then we drove it up to Joy's parents' house for Christmas in Indiana. And then from Indiana, we went south and just drove through, you know, the southeast around the Gulf Coast and stuff for almost two weeks. We spent almost two weeks living in the bus uh, right wow. around, uh, around Christmas. And, you know, it was it was an interesting experience. It actually almost turned us off to the bus because we spent <laughs> two weeks with three dogs and three people in a school bus, uh, which is a challenge. And I know there are people that live, they, they call them schoolies, and there's people that live full-time in schoolies. And I have a real appreciation for those folks. Actually, if you saw the Golden Globes, the best picture was uh, was Nomadland, which was about uh, living yeah. buses and, uh, and vans. And, and they do it full-time. And it's fun, but it's a challenging life for sure, especially if you've got to navigate yeah. more than just yourself, but it, 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 it's a good thing. So I've got some questions that maybe some of our listeners uh, need to hear. So you can buy surplus school buses and that's what you have. And yeah. so this is basically something that was purchased by a city, a city school board or the bus driver who depending upon how the counties are set up new or something. And then they, they used it for a number of years and now it's surplus. So, um, it's it's lived past its life for working in the school system and they're selling it to the public. So it still has a lot of life left in it. Um, 
do you have to have a special license to drive one of these things? No, no. I mean, you know, our little van is, uh, I mean, we almost call it a van because it's basically built okay. up on a Ford E450 truck, dually truck van, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it's not even terribly hard to drive, honestly. Um, we, uh, you know, it, it drives like a van. You don't even realize yeah. how big it is when you're behind the wheel because it's basically like that same box you see on those old yeah. ugly vans that everybody had in like the the 90s and then it's just like you look behind you and it's way taller you know because there's a big <laughs> plus thing going on back there but um so these were these were like 12 or 15 passenger buses basically actually you know the funny thing about it is it says maximum 23 passengers on it we were thinking how in the world would you get 23 people <laughs> this thing because when we got it of course it also had it had like the rows of seats it had a wheelchair lift in it still okay and it had like the wheelchair access door and stuff. And so we had to, you know, gut all those chairs, the seats out. The seats, you have to just go in with a grinder, cut them out. Oh, wow. And uh, we have a machine shop. Our family business is a, is, is a machine shop. So we happen to have a forklift, too. And that's how we were able to get that fork, uh, get that wheelchair lift out of there. We just kind of had to cut the thing out and then just finagle it out the side door and uh, yeah, so you know, it, it, it was a functioning school bus. It had been used by the Southern Illinois School District right up until when we bought it to like take the uh, little future farmers of America kids around or something like that. And <laughs> okay, so like things that we all kind of know about school buses, they have like the stop sign and the the guards and gates and stuff. Your, yours has all those things, right? Well, it did. Yeah, I had to remove most of those. You took I mean, them I, off. Okay. Yeah, you have like the strobe light on the on the yeah. roof oh, and all been that. Awesome. <laughs> I was going to keep the strobe light, but when I was putting the solar panels on, it was just mm -hmm. like the strobe light had to go. There was no so so now the wiring for the solar panels runs down through the hole where the strobe light once was. <laughs> so, like we've all seen like school buses when they stop at railroad tracks and all that. Are you, are you required to do that when you have a bus, or is that just for a school? school buses uh, oh yeah that's i think that's you know the same rules apply when i'm driving it as as if it's a personal car it's just got a standard okay. plate on it it's it's just a car uh so how okay you it's insured it how did you insure it we actually just insured it as a as an rv mm, right? okay yeah and so i've got it i'm yeah. i'm curious because buses um tend to make a lot of stops and stop and go traffic or whatever. So does it have highway gears or are they kind of geared low or how do, how does it ride down the freeway? It's not terrible. It really isn't bad at all. It, uh, you know, there, I know there are some, I, I guess in, in some school districts, some States even have limitations on how fast a bus can go. I think, um, apparently Illinois doesn't, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I cruise down the interstate at 75 miles an hour in it all the time. Okay, so I, you like, got my you <laughs> yeah, you got my mind going. Now we we know that there's laws and rules and stuff, but how fast do you think it would go? I think seventy five miles an hour is pushing it. <laughs> pushing it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, it's kind of underpowered in some ways. I mean, it, it, okay. it's, got, it's got a Ford six liter diesel in it, and mm -hmm. it's a pretty heavy vehicle, and. I mean, it struggles in some areas. Like if you're going uphill, I mean, where it kills you, of course, is gas mileage is awful. Um, okay, I was curious about so, that part. Yeah, so when we were down in around like in, in Louisiana and stuff like that, it was easy to pull off like 12 miles to the gallon. 
But if you're driving out in East Tennessee, you're looking at it like eight to 10. Um, wow. But when you compare that to a standard 40 foot school bus, it's actually excellent because those get apparently about four. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Have you had to buy tires for it yet? Well, that was one of the big selling points. It had just had brand new tires put on it. So okay. it had six brand new tires on it. So that's uh, that's one one thing it has going for it. Okay. And I was wondering, because yours looks really super nice on the inside, because you've done it all up. But the oh, outside his, still his looks wife. like a school bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but his wife, right, y'all, so I'm going to post that pictures still looks like a school this. bus. The outside of it still kind of <laughs> looks like shit. So. <laughs> <Are> you, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay right. but no so we have to give props to joy so actually i'm friends with tony's wife joy um and she is amazing like she really is talented and like when you see these pictures you won't believe how i know bud you've probably seen pictures but mm -hmm. it is amazing inside and it's adorable it's not just functional oh, yeah. it looks good like straight out of you know a magazine yeah it's uh, so it really is amazing <laughs> so but, I, but I, I was curious like the are there rules about having um, the old school district stuff still on the bus? Or are you supposed to take all that off or can you leave some, it? Some states do have rules against it. Tennessee does not. And of course, you can drive it anywhere. It's, it's, a, it's registered in the state of Tennessee. So Tennessee does not have any rules against having the school stuff on there. So, um, it's, well, we've taken off where it said like the school district, but right now it still says school bus on it. Um, so you could go on field trips. We could go on field trips, yeah. Joy's always like, we're doing something. She's like, oh, well, people probably think we're in school. I was like, Joy, what kind of school bus has a couple of solar panels up on the, ceiling, on the roof? <laughs> so, oh, um, you should come up with, like, a name and be, like, you know, the district of or whatever, like, school district. Like, you should come up with something really badass to put on there. I think it should be the Striders. Uh, the South uh, Cheatham well, <laughs> We are doing, we, we actually do plan to do something with the outside of it. We're actually going to paint the outside of the bus the same color as our house. And our house is one of the oldest houses in Kingston Springs. And um, and we were the first people to own it that didn't live here originally. This is kind of off the topic of running. But anyway, it's on Maple Street. So the bus has a name. The bus's name is Miss Maple. And <laughs> Instagram for Miss Maple is Driving Miss Maple. Uh, so, so we have Miss Maple and we're painting her the same color as our house. And, uh, and what we were going to do with the school bus stripe down the side and then the, the, the normal black stripe is going to have Miss Maple in it and then break off into maple leaf. So that's, that's the end Aww. goal the outside of it. It just, we haven't gotten there. We, we kind of had a goal while the weather was good enough to get it ready to take that trip around Christmas and then life happens and we haven't quite got back to it, but weather's getting a little better. And once I get past some of my running challenges uh, that I have coming up, honestly, that's one of the things that's holding us up is, is I d haven't been taking much time to do anything but work. And then I was like, go running. So you know, that's kind of, kind of where we are. But once I move past that, we're hoping to really kind of, kind of do that. And there's still a few things we have to add to the inside too. And, you know, it, it's got, it's got a little bit of work. It's an ongoing project. You guys know you, you're doing a van, so it's, it's, there's always something you can do. So. <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah. So te tell us what kind of uh, running adventures are on the horizon, and are are you bringing the van to those so you can like make a home base? 
Well, you know, part of the reason for the van to was or the bus or whatever you want to call it was for running because and actually we'd already bought the bus but like the last big race i did was the brakes ultra and uh it's like in virginia kentucky area and the best i could come up for lodging for that was tent camping with two of my three dogs um and joy in a in a two-person tent essentially and so you know i spent the night before the race there then you get up and you run 45 miles. And then what do you have waiting for you at the end of the night? <laughs> Head with yep. two dogs. <laughs> yep. So, you know, and, and that's it. You guys run ultra, so you know this. Like, sometimes they're, they're, they're in kind of the sticks a lot of times. So if you go away for an ultra, like, your options for where you're going to stay are not – sometimes they're a tent. Or if it's a hotel, it's, like, sometimes not the best hotel. It's, like, the mm-hmm. only hotel – and the only hotel, I'm not looking for the Ritz Carlton or anything like that, but sometimes the hotel's just not good. Yeah. And so you get a great night's sleep. What I will say about the bus is, especially once you get used to it, like we put a really good mattress in there. So it's got a nice queen mattress back there. Yeah. It's comfortable. It feels like your bed. Um, so you're used to it. So I think for, for races, it's going to be great. I haven't done this yet, but it will be a good thing. So you'll be able to, you know, I'm hopefully I can get a good night's sleep, get up in the morning, go run. And I do have a couple races coming up. Actually, a couple of local guys, uh, Cole Bruce, who has our little Sky King pizza place here, and Jack Arnold, another friend of mine who runs a lot. Uh, we're doing a, a 25K um, called Seven Sisters out in uh, in, uh, in North Carolina in, uh, in April. And we're just going to Cole's, Cole's got a sprinter van and then I've got the bus and we're taking the bus and the sprinter van and setting up camp out there and running. And, um, Jim, if you want to come run it, you should come sign up too. <laughs> have a, have a fun weekend. So, um, and, uh, and so I'm going to try it out there. And then, uh, actually before that, I'm doing the, uh, the still house 100 K, which, wow. I'm regretting signing up for. So that, no, that's no, 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 stop, hey, stop, stop, wait, stop. Wait a minute. Stop. We're supposed to be taking <laughs> on a training run out there. So, <laughs> so who yeah. signed you up for that? Oh, Joy did. Joy did. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So we, we have a funny thing. So Joy doesn't like running at all. Like she tries it every now and then. She <laughs> absolutely despises it. She's like, I'm going to start running. She's like, because she sees me and I come home from a run and I'm like, so happy and like i feel so great and she just like is angry at me because i'm so happy about it and you know and she's like well if, if you're getting this from it i must be able to get this and some people just don't get the joy from running and uh, and that's joy it doesn't get the joy <laughs> <laughs> um but she does she's like an awesome planner so you know like the bus the bus looks like it does because like yeah i can rip stuff out and i can wire stuff up but like i can't lay out stuff like that well, she also plans like most of my races and like she even comes up with my training plans for me and stuff. So um, so while she doesn't run at all, she'll spend like copious amounts of time figuring stuff like that out. And I wanted to get in a nice long run before the 100 miler that I'm doing at the end of April. And Joy was looking for a close one. And she's like, she's like, oh, this one came up the still house. And I'm like, just sitting in the other room. Like, and I was like, yeah, that sounds good. I was actually getting ready to go meet Cole for a run. I was like, just lacing up my shoes. And so I was like, yeah, go and sign me up. <laughs> Didn't read anything about it. Nothing. And so then I was like out running with Cole. Sprained my ankle that day. 
I was like, yeah, signed up for this 100K, like, you know, sign up for 100K, sprain your ankle an hour later. And uh, and so then I finally got back and I started like looking at it. And I was like, what in the world did I do? Like, what did I sign myself up for? Because it's uh, going to, I think, be considerably harder than the 100 mile race that I signed up for. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I guarantee you it will be. And yeah. So, <laughs> so you're, you're pretty much on the uh, Upchuck 50 course doing it twice is what twice. that is. Yeah. And you're going to be doing it at midnight. So yeah. uh, have you ever done those trails in the daytime? Well, no. And, and that's what it's, Jim and I are going to do this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Jim and him are going to actually go uh, okay, good, run. Good. They're going to do a big portion of it. Yeah. Do yeah. like 30 miles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, get them introduced to uh, some Chattanooga running <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, you'll love it, but it, it is highly technical and, and strenuous. So, yeah, but it's good. Like the breaks was was, I think, hopefully a decent introduction. I mean, that that's actually a relative. That was a pretty technical race. And it's, of course, you start in the dark and they like run you straight downhill mm-hmm. rocks and everybody just like in a line, like falling yeah. down this hill and then. You run down, you swim across a river, and then you run up another mountain and all this good stuff. And um, and then it ends. That race is a fun one because it ends and you're at the end. They're like, oh, you only got three miles to go, honey. They're like there's some lady selling you that. And then you get and she's like, and then you get to a little further. They're like, all right, it's right through here. And 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 you're going to be just fine. And uh, it's a little technical, though. It's a little bit more difficult. And so there you go, all my dogs. <laughs> um and so, so you get there, and it's like it, I, I, I looked at my watch, and I knew there was like like eleven thousand feet of elevation gain over this race, and I was like, man, I'm only at like eight thousand now, and there's only like <laughs> two left. What, where, where's that other three thousand? Right, feet? in the last three miles. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, you end up going up this thing, and I, I remember at one point there were some guys behind me, and they're like, they're looking at their watches, they're like, you should almost be there. Like, you see the top yet? And I look up, and there's just like sheer rock up there. And <laughs> like, nope, I don't see the top, guys. <laughs> I'm like, we're anywhere. <laughs> that has to be the worst feeling, like when you know the elevation count, like a big race like that, and you're towards the end, and you still have like unaccounted vert. And you're like, no, <laughs> you're going to be climbing at the end. Yeah, it's like the worst feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, so the still house should be should be good times, I guess. You know, the thing is, is I, I did sign up for it as a training run. And it's probably the worst training run for the 100 miler than I signed up for. So um, but I'm just treating it like that. I'm just like I'm just there to finish. You know, it's there and back and. I'm honestly like I'm even to the point where I've never not finished a race, but if I don't, I don't, you know, I I, I feel comfortable with that. <laughs> so. yeah. But the breaks ultra you were talking about, um, that's a pretty challenging race. Like, I mean, that one's that one's pretty, pretty good. So I feel like you will be. Well, good, a lot of people prepared. run breaks to uh, to run no business really well yeah a lot of people were talking about it when we were training for yeah. no business and we go for the training run so there were some people uh doing the breaks and talking about it was yeah. challenging it's, so i think it would well it's just a good it's a good training or it's a good training run for a 100 yeah and, and same thing with i mean yeah it was with your 100 you're at a lot less elevation yeah than you know than the steel houses 
but you know it's it's good for you and it's, i think it's time it's your good time for you tony yeah good right. for you it's gonna break you it's good <laughs> 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 yeah I, 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 one ultra yeah, now he's the expert. <laughs> now the expert. Jim's the expert. He went ran a hundred miles and I was the expert. Yeah. So, so Jim did run a hundred miler though. So he he every now and then Jim will get my freak out text. I'm like, all right, Jim, I just don't think I'm like I'm not there. I'm not feeling it. So like you know. And then he gets his like I'm a fat ass and I did it. You have to be able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but see, I, I I think like my problem with ultra running is I mean like I said I've always finished breaks. Actually, what finished breaks for me honestly was I got to a point where it was like the last part where you could like totally bail, and I was there, and and a couple friends Jack and Cole they start texting me and I'm just like I look down and they're like oh so you you got this and I was like all right I can't bail you know I had. Yeah, it. Yep. <laughs> Like you got the peer pressure going on, and there's no way you're out that then. But um, but yeah. So I'm kind of a wimp, though. You know, like my feet start hurting, and then like I you start thinking about how you're never gonna do it again. Everyone has those thoughts though when they're running. It's like that point in the race where you're like, I'm stupid. Why am I doing this? I mean, like. That's not that's not when Lauren did that. I do that all that time. And I sometimes will run a race and in the middle of it when I'm like, well, towards the end, when I'm really suffering, I'm like, Lauren, make yourself promise right now. You will never sign up for another ultra again. Promise. <laughs> you know, just promise it now. Like, of course, I'm going to. But in the moment. Yeah. I'm like, God, this is so stupid. Why did I do this? And I will never do this again. And here I am like, what, five years later, <laughs> ready to run a 200. <laughs> well, the best part about it was we're probably about 45 miles into our 100. And Lawrence was like, I'm an idiot. I signed up for a 200. I don't want to do oh, this. Oh, yeah. This sucks. Yeah. I was only halfway into my 100 miler and I was like, that's it. I'm canceling my 200. I'm going to bail. I don't care if I lose my money. (laughs) I was like, I'm out. You know, I was just like laughing. I was like, this is awesome. What are you talking about? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I would say that's pretty standard, I guess. Well, for most of us, maybe not Jim. Okay. Uh, But for most of us, normal folks. (laughs) I like misery. So, Tony, tell us about this 100-miler you have coming up. What What is it? Where is it? What's it Again, like? Joy just kind of signed me up for that, too. So, because I have a goal. So, I, 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 I turned 41 June 3rd, and I was going, I, I wanted to run, first it was like, run 100 miles before I'm 40, and then I was like, well, more realistically, let's do a 100-miler before I'm 41, so while I'm 40. So, that gave me, like, the whole year, and um. And this one was kind of just based on the fact that Joy wanted to go back to Utah. So, um, <laughs> and so the Salt Flats uh, 100, uh, and it starts in the Bonneville Salt Flats, and then it runs through the little mountain range there. That's really not much of a mountain range called the the Islands, I guess. And it's just like some kind of like rocky protrusions out of a salty desert, essentially. Um, there's only over over. Uh, 100 miles 3800 feet of elevation gain so i think now there's a yeah Yeah, there's florida now right there's that 115 mile florida race and i think it's got less than that but i think this is like the second flattest 100 mile or something so (laughs) um, so have you have you ever run like exposed out in the sun like that i'm a little you know i'm i haven't like other than just like you know running 
like, you know, on roads for like longer distances. So, and I'm a little concerned about it. Like there's so many things that I, I mean, like, you know, there's some stuff, you know, we just want to get into the, 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 the worst parts of ultra running. Like, you know, at least when you're in the woods, you can just like duck behind a tree and, you know, or whatever, you know, like, what do you yeah. do? out there <laughs> no it's fun to tumbleweed <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like most of what we're used to in tennessee you can only see like 20 feet you know because there's trees everywhere yeah and like out there you can see for hundreds of miles Ooh. and so when you're on the salt flats you're staring at the mountain range and it may be a thousand miles away and you can't you can't comprehend like the distance you distance. know that was actually something that was kind of funny i was watching a, a a video it's a woman that she's like i love coming out of the salt flats and she's like i just close my eyes and run she's like because you can do that here you can close your eyes and she's like i just run for miles and i don't even open my eyes because she says it doesn't change there's nothing's like every step is the same <laughs> sounds very so, interesting tony <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't recommend running with your eyes closed i would yeah. just I'll take her word for it, but don't do that. <laughs> are you going to, so I have to know, are you going to wear one of those big uh, goofy sun hats? And well, yeah, I told Joy, I was like, I think, I, I think I'm required to get one of the, yeah, you move yeah. like the flaps that go down. Yeah, your yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that might be required gear. Yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting race for sure. I like, I don't even totally know how to prepare for it. I mean, I'll bring the recommended gear and a pack and. They said that, you know, I guess it's it's like running on road in some ways. Like it can be very firm, but then the salt will build up in your shoes and they, oh, wow. apparently your shoes get heavy and you kind of have to knock the salt out. And if there's moisture, it can be like running on like um, hard packed sand. So, mm. you know, it's just kind of a different thing. So, it'll, yeah, I, I'm in no ways prepared to do it. <laughs> it, it, it it's a 36 hour cutoff. So. Just hike it in. Just power yeah, hike that. Button. I, I can, if I need to, I can just I can just hike it. And I mean, they're, they're, it seems kind of like a horrible race in some ways. They're like, yeah, and they're, they're like at the aid stations. They just have like buckets set up for bathrooms. And I'm just like, oh. what? Tony's <laughs> <laughs> uh, going on an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And, and like, you know, you got the dry air out there. So you got to think about like that. So there's all kinds of stuff. But huh. it's one of my friends lives in Salt Lake City. And he's like one of the nicest guys on earth. And I was like, yeah, let's go have dinner when we're out there. And then like a few nights ago, I was like, I just sent Chance a text message. I was like, Chance, have you ever uh, have you ever crewed a hundred mile race <laughs> runner? And he's like, of course I haven't, Tony. I was like, you want to? <laughs> so I, I got I bring in, I got some crew out there to hopefully help me out as well. Joy didn't realize that she was expected to help me at all. She's like, "Oh, I thought I was going to drop you off, and Sophie and I were going to go like you know find a fun hike somewhere, and you know, oh, that's funny, eat, eat brunch, you know." <laughs> oh, I love it. So I kind of love this. I have to interrupt. I love that Joy like plans your races because like it's like. <laughs> that, like you spouses out there take note like is trail running ruining your life your marriage your family well just take the reins take over where you want to go plan the races <laughs> like i'm liking this like that is such a great idea she's a genius <laughs> yeah so it was a very good planner so, so she so, gets rid of her husband for an 
a day. Yeah, she can go do whatever she wants. <laughs> have mimosas for brunch, and yeah, man. So Tony, hmm. I was <laughs> I, I was curious because I like gear and stuff like that. So running on the salt flats, do people use road running shoes or do they use in trail mm. shoes or cleats or what are they doing? I don't know. I mean, like what I've seen mostly from what I've seen in this race, people just wear, wear trail running shoes. But I, I thought about that. I was like, maybe I should just like stick a pair of Clifton's on because they're super comfy. Yeah. You know, yeah. why not? You know, like in on top of that, because they don't have like a lot of um, they don't have a lot of like, you know, lug on them. Like they're not going to like cake up as much they won't cake up yeah Yeah, won't cake up under there's nothing for it to stick to so i've thought about that i i don't know i think i'm just gonna like i'm kind of planning to maybe even start out in some cliftons and then i think i'm gonna stick like some trail shoes and like the in a drop bag just in case that's not working and you know just see what happens (laughs) you can see how prepared i am i'm just like (laughs) now wait when when is this race it's um it, it it starts on uh on April thirtieth and ends on May first. Oh okay okay so that's so is it, it's coming up. Is it pretty yeah. hot out there at that time? Well, the funny thing is, is because it is it is essentially a desert. Um, it can it, in the mornings it can be cold and then it can get um hot and then it can get cold again at night because you've got no air you know there's no humidity uh, there to hold the heat so so you can experience a wide range of temperatures uh through the the period of 24 to 36 hours okay. uh, yeah so it should be interesting so yeah that's going to be like a, the the ultimate ultra experience because like you don't know what the weather, how it's going to change, like you're saying, from day to night. And you don't train on the terrain. Like, you know, you always hear people say, the best way to prepare for an ultra is to train on the terrain. Yeah. You'll be on. So this will be like throwing yourself into a new situation, which one will be really fun and probably make it go by faster because you're like having to learn <laughs> everything. Well, but it's um- also quite like oh you know yeah since you yeah. since you bring that up i've heard that like running long distances on the road you use like very limited amounts of your certain muscle groups that's and true because so, you're doing the same stride over and over again yeah and so y- you may need to get on a high school track and just do like 800 million loops or something <laughs> well that's something you know and, and i actually did a lot of the training i've done this year early on especially i'm back on the trails quite a bit now just because i've got still house coming up um but i did i just ran on the roads a lot and and it was you know essentially you know good training i think for this i mean because it's going to be like a hundred mile road marathon uh ways uh you know with a little bit of a little bit of uh climbing in it but not a whole lot i mean 3800 feet i mean that's usually like what i get in like a week a weekend run that's a fraction of the distance so you know yeah. just when i go out to warner and you know run laps out there so um so yeah and that is it of course i mean that's why you know marathon runners have such bad overuse injury issues is because they run that super uh they run uh, that flat course using the same muscles over and over and over again the same tendons all that stuff yeah and, and they, they suffer from that. And that's why trail running is so much more gentle on your body, I think, is because you're 
switching it up quite mm -hmm. a bit. So you're, you know, like even today, like I've been battling a little bit of an IT band issue and I've been running on trails, no problem. And then I just went out right before this and, and hit like a quick five miles out on the road. And I was, it was kind of miserable, you know, mm. and it's always kind of miserable running on the road, but you know, yeah, so. I agree. <laughs> Don't do it. It's bad for you. No road yeah. running. No. <laughs> but no, you do, you do uh, have a good, Based on roads as well as trails so i do think like if anybody could run a hundred mile like that like you you would be able to do it i'm not trying to like scare you <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Oh, I, I hope that we you know yeah we we have a little running group here and and you know because most people don't want to drive out to trails mm -hmm. and do that so for our community running group the south cheatham striders we uh, uh we run on uh on the roads obviously every tuesday night we kind of get together and a group of us goes for for a run and uh and then of course that group does we do split off into trails every now and then on weekends together on special trips but but uh so i i do just have like kind of an obligation to run at least one time a week on the roads <laughs> so i bet you there's going to be a lot of uh opportunities to stargaze and stuff when you're out there i think oh so, yeah if, it, if it's clear should be yeah be really nice yeah yeah so you're driving the the bus van all the way out there right yeah <laughs> how, how many miles is that no we're we're not driving we're oh you're not you're yeah we're, okay we, we are okay. flying out there for that one and, and actually like it's kind of it's kind of a funny thing because um i have a dog that runs with me a lot and um and and, and this is actually one of the few races in the country that it's a hundred miler that they'll let your dog run all hundred miles and actually they give the dog a wow. buck finishes and some dogs have finished i don't know if i do that to albert but uh um so yeah I, I, there's part of me you can even have your dog as a pacer at some point so like part of me wanted to you know drive out there and take albert uh but just to drive all the way out there run drive back so many days and and it just was gonna take too long so we're just flying so tony have you ever hallucinated real bad when you're running i haven't but i hear that can happen have you guys ever done that i <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I got stories. <laughs> so I was just curious, like if you were doing a, a, an ultra with your dog and you were hallucinating, <laughs> would you would you think that you were a dog and you're like hanging out with your best friend, or would you? What, or would you? Well, I, 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 might, I maybe would. I mean, I always say Albert's like my absolute best friend. Like he's actually like I somehow locked him out, but he's just staring at me through the door here. He uh, <laughs> we, we've been running for a year together now because it actually I always thought he was kind of a fat, lazy dog. <laughs> and uh, and he and he wouldn't like running much at all. I mean, even though he was only at that time four years old. And then I got back from a trail run and Joyce like, just take Albert out for a run. So I did. And I took him out for just a ran from our house to the elementary school, looped around, came back. It was like two miles and he did OK. He liked it enough. And then I took him out another, a couple days after that. And uh, and he actually got tired and like sat down like after like a mile and a half. And I was like, I <laughs> Um, but then the pandemic struck and like I couldn't run with my friends anymore. So I was like, oh, well, Albert, we're going to start running together. And um Albert 
I mean, he last year he ran about fifteen hundred miles. Cause I actually even started him his own Strava account. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think Albert's like better than me. <laughs> I'm jealous. Uh, and this year he's he's run quite a bit too. I mean, he 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 just he absolutely loves it. And and his longest run now is I think he's gone twenty one miles um, in a single run on a trail run, and and it, it's super fun. Like I I think more people should run, like get a running dog. They're just they're just great. Um, you know, they, they, they inspire you while you're running to, to do better. Um, they also like, just remind you why you run, I think in a way. And like, I don't want to get like too like philosophical and stupid, but they really do because dogs run, they're out there doing it cause they love it. They're not, they don't care what time they're getting. They don't care about anything. They're just out having fun. They're with you. You're having fun together. Um, and so the best thing is to go on a trail run, just spend a whole day out on the trails with your dog. And uh, when you come to a creek, you stop and you lay down in the creek with your dog, whatever, and you just keep on running. You know, you just do what the dog does and let go yeah. out the pace, and it's awesome. So, so Albert, he's going, um, I used to think he was fat and lazy, so I took him trail running. And, yeah. <laughs> and get yourself, get yourself a guy to trail run with you and just do what he does. Lay down in the creek. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so and now albert's hit, a it, badass he went from yeah, being fat his... and lazy to a badass better than me <laughs> oh he is so you know we have our running group the south Cheatham Striders. it's a good group of guys it's about it's anywhere between five to ten of us every tuesday night and albert's one of them you know he's always out yeah. there uh and and the funny thing is is i always have to run at the front because albert hates to lose and I'm like attached to him. So even if I don't want to be at the front, I have to because like, and of course, Albert, you know, will stop and relieve himself, you know, along the way. And I have to stop and pick it up. And then everybody gets ahead of us. And then I have to run as fast as I can back to the front. Albert, and he'll slow down. He'll slow. He'll edge back as soon as he gets in the lead. Does Albert think that's weird that you do that? Oh, that I pick up his waist? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's like you're my servant. <laughs> kind of, he, well, we have a deal. He has to. I always. I you have always, a deal. <laughs> I always flip it to his back. You know, the deal is, is, is we have an agreement that if one of us poops on a run, that that, that Albert person, carries it. That you have to carry your own. So Albert, on <laughs> so far, has had this issue, so he has to carry his own out. Uh, but but there's a funny thing that happens, and it's kind of the initiation of the Striders, and and it always happens. Um, and everyone's had it happen once um is albert will be running in front of you a little bit like and, and it's always a new guy or girl we have some women every now and then and uh and and without you even knowing he'll squat and 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 relieve himself and then they'll trip over him and like <laughs> and then everyone eventually learns the trick you know and it doesn't happen again but everyone has been initiated by the trip over albert uh along the way and that's when you're officially a south cheatham strider is once you once albert's uh albert's done that to you <laughs> so i think everyone's curious about albert now so what what kind of dog is he so albert is probably mostly a lab i think he's got some shepherd in him uh he joy found a pregnant dog wandering the streets of kingston springs well we didn't even know it was pregnant she found a dog wandering the streets of kingston springs and then an hour later that dog was in my office and about two months later that dog had puppies in our laundry room and or was the first one born and uh and then we found a rescue and found homes for all the great homes for the other ones um uh, and, and the mother and uh and now uh and you kept one 
and we kept him. Yeah, it, and Stumpy was the one that wanted to keep him. Uh, our daughter and and because we already had at the time three dogs. One one's gone now, but we had three dogs at the time, and he was our fourth dog. And we're like, oh, we don't need another dog. And <laughs> and then he he became my best friend. So and it's funny because none of the other dogs loved. They always loved Joy or Sophie better. And then Albert just like came along, and and he was my dog. So you know, it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> so like albert introduces you to his dog friends the same way he's like tony, tony became my best friend <laughs> <laughs> and he picks up my poop <laughs> but you know the funny thing is, is is albert is albert doesn't like dogs and and it, it, it's because of trail running he's he's a he's a he's a total whim and when we run on a couple occasions he's been bit by other dogs like other dogs will run over and nip him one time a, a german shepherd bit me trying to bite albert i don't know what why they're so offended by him they do it and uh and so because he's he's really like it, this is like one of those disney movies where you change bodies with your dog yeah they they hate him because he's really a person yeah. <laughs> So yeah, he'll always run to the other side of me when there's another dog coming along. He 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 doesn't really care for other dogs. And and he the, if another dog like bites him, he's such a wimp. He'll he'll like roll on his back and scream. I mean, so he's. <laughs> I, I, Tony, I he learned that from you. Friend, be honest. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how. But. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Poor Albert. But he is an awesome running dog. So yeah, you always share like pictures of you two together after or before a run. I think the last time you were sharing French fries with them, like after a run. Yeah, yeah, we call that. <laughs> so on, on a run, actually what we did Saturday is we ran, we ran like six miles and then uh, we went to what Albert and I like to refer to as a magic window. That's a drive-through because he gets so excited. That's what we call them <laughs> magic too. window. That's what we call them for our dogs too. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we saw the magic window and have a little snack, and then we went out and and and, and hit another like eight miles after that. And awesome. uh, yeah, yeah, he loves it. That's yeah. so cool. Saturdays are like Saturdays with Dad. You know, we just go out and. Uh, Get Chick-fil-A and go run. Yeah, that's right. I'm a vegetarian, <laughs> but I'll go to Chick-fil-A for the dogs. So. Yeah, I love that. That's pretty cool. Well, don't you buy bacon for the dogs, too? Yeah, yeah, we do that, too. Yeah, we have a Bacon Friday. So every Friday, um, the dogs get bacon. And none of the people in this house eat meat. It's just a dog. <laughs> oh, you are good. You're a good doggy daddy. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for not trying to make your dogs vegetarian. Yeah, they are uh, committed omnivores. So. <laughs> so now, Tony, you've talked about um, the South Cheatham Striders. And so for people who don't know, uh, we're in Cheatham County. That's what our county is called. And so you, I don't know how many years ago you set this up, kind of just like a casual running group. Uh and then you've done, you've put on some like just free community 5Ks where you just kind of open it up and say, hey, we're all going to do this run through Kingston Springs. So how long have, has this been going on? I don't even know. Really 2018, I guess, is when, well, we, we, we made the stickers now. So, and they say established 2018. So we're going to go <laughs> with that. I, I, I'm not positive about that. Yeah. It seems like a good year to say it started. So <laughs> um, it's about right, I think. Um, but um, actually, a few years back, I was 
in this thing and it was it was a it was like a leadership for the middle tennessee thing and and we were doing this thing on health in middle tennessee and cheatham county was rated like one of the least healthy counties in tennessee surprise surprise yeah. um and it, and it wasn't it was for interesting reasons but um you know because in some places it's diabetes and obesity and stuff and here unfortunately actually here it's a lot of substance abuse um mm-hmm. and in kingston springs is not really part of that issue but it is still something it was it brought like a realization to me that as somebody that's you know a community leader or at least tries to do some stuff in the community um it's something we should address and and i wanted to um kind of find a way to like start encouraging community health um and you've done some stuff like this too lauren around here i know and mm-hmm. and uh as well with some of your workouts and stuff like that that you've done for community things and um so that's kind of where the strider started and um and then we did start having some kind of big we, we've kind of had it for i guess three years now we've had the first day 5k mm-hmm. and that's this idea that on new year's day everybody's going to go out and we're going to walk or run or crawl or whatever we can do for three miles you know or uh some people go longer some people go shorter some people don't finish whatever it's fine you know and and that's kind of how we started out um doing it and then we were actually doing them every month you know like we did a quitters day 5k you know which was that there's like when you have your new year's resolution there's a day when like everybody quits their new year's resolution so better day to have another run it's like okay we're not quitting we're gonna go do this and and so and once again it was just kind of do the whole community and people were always like oh is this free you know because everybody thinks it's a race or something like that it's like oh you know running is running and walking these are this is free this is something you all can always do you know they're like do i need to sign up for this i was like no you just show up these are the sidewalks you you live here you've already paid for the sidewalks we're just all gonna go take a little walk or run down them you know and um and it was a really good thing. And then we started meeting at, uh, um, at Sky King for coffee afterwards and stuff like that. But then the pandemic came and we haven't really done much of that. We did uh, one on election night, um, the everything's going to be okay 5K. You're kind of seeing a theme here because, you know, everybody was all stressed out about the election. And um, uh, Jack, a lot of the runners in our group are veterans and Jack's a veteran and he rigged up an American flag and he ran the entire distance with an American flag and um and we did you know we had a pretty good community uh group that night too um and it's just you know that's that's the idea is just to encourage community fitness and uh, and try to bring the love of running to people um uh, a lot of people don't think they can run and then they find out they can and and um and then other runners make friends with each other and and we make plans to do runs in other places and um, and it's become a pretty good little community. There's some people that I've met, made many friends from those things. And then we've got a few guys, one guy that drives in from Nashville every week to run with us. He oh, just wow. likes us and, uh, and he comes here to run, you know, so, uh, it's, it's become kind of a cool thing. Yeah. I can't ever run during the weeknights cause kids and, you know, all those things. Um, but I will say like, when I do get to come and do like the community events, there's such a huge turnout and people love it. Obviously COVID, you know, we couldn't do things the way we used to do uh, for the time being, but yeah, I mean, I was always so surprised. It kind of grew and it was like a big thing. People were so excited to get out and it was, I think the community aspect, it wasn't just like, Hey, a little group of us are getting together. It was like, 
hey, the community is, you know, everyone's welcome, walk, run. Yeah. It was just having that open to everyone that made people feel so comfortable. And it really was such a neat thing to, for me to witness. I remember I, I took Forest, I think that was before COVID when we had the new year uh, run. So yeah, I just, I love that. I can't wait till we get back to that. I think it's awesome. Well, what was it when we first moved to Kingston Springs, they used to have like a, a 5k. No, it was yeah. longer than that. No, it was like a 5k. I thought it went up. Yeah. I actually ran it. Like the last year they had the official Kingston yeah. Springs 5k where it's like official okay. race. Okay. Uh, it was always around like Halloween. Cause you could dress up. Um, when I first started running, the town mm -hmm. still had that. But yeah, we don't have anything official. But what I'm saying is, yeah. maybe we should bring an ultra to Kingston Springs. That's all I'm saying, Tony. City Trail Ultra next weekend, which this is gonna be the first yeah. year I didn't run it because I'm gonna be out in Chattanooga with uh, Jim or Scotty <laughs> wandering around uh, <laughs> wilderness. But um, uh, but yeah, we. We actually have talked about doing something. Actually, one thing we did this year was kind of fun. Is uh, is we did a marathon uh, in Kingston Springs. I don't. I, I think I invited you to. We only have yeah, like yeah. ten people do it. I do remember it, that. Because they, they canceled the Nashville or the Music City Marathon or whatever, and, and several people were signed up for it. And um, there's another guy here, Patrick Rizzo, that lives actually pretty close to you guys. Uh, here in Kingston Springs. He moved here from Colorado. He's an elite marathon runner. Um, yeah, he take my trophy away. Yeah, he's the one that always snags our local legend, like, trophies. and stuff. <laughs> 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 neighborhood He's, a, so he's a 213 marathoners. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't compete with, with anyone, especially we, that. <laughs> we went and chalked off a marathon. Patrick and I went out and chalked, like, just drew all over, like, mapped, I mapped it on Strava, and then we just, like, mapped out arrows around and, and, uh, and did a half marathon route and then you just doubled it for a full marathon and we we got like a few people out to run that and that that was a lot of fun too you know so and that was just kind of we called it the consolation marathons and so many people didn't get to run the uh the full thing and of course patrick did the best time he only ran a 239 you know oh man slacker <laughs> last five miles pushing a stroller with both of his kids in it so. holy moly <laughs> wow Oh. oh my gosh so, that's crazy yeah, it's a lot of fun though you know running is just one of those things it's it's such a good sport because even though we all end up making it extraordinarily expensive it's like that thing you <laughs> just do yeah. uh you know you really just need a pair of shoes and and uh and a little bit of motivation and you can go do it and then of course you know i i always like use that as my excuse for a long time running's cheap and then it then it becomes extraordinarily expensive but um <laughs> so his his fastest marathon time is faster than my fastest half marathon time oh, so, really? like, yeah I, <laughs> I, my fastest half was like two hours and 15 minutes oh um, yeah yeah he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, bud. Uh, no, I feel you. <laughs> and that, and that was back when I was really something. I thought <laughs> <laughs> when you were hot stuff, for the Iron Man. Yeah. He, oh my gosh. Pretty, pretty amazing. It, it, it was kind of funny because we had the little Facebook group, and and Patrick kept on like wanting to run with me, and he like kept on saying like, "Hey, let's go run." And I was looking at his times on Strava, and I was like, "Dude, you don't want to run with me." And then. <laughs> um 
and then he actually finally like one day like we were having a garage sale and he showed up at our garage sales like dude let's go running and i was like all right so we did and, you know he he sandbagged with back with me you know around some trails and stuff like that the guy has only run one ultra and it was the one i'm telling his stories in your podcast but it was the one it was one uh in leadville it's a 50 miler in leadville oh yeah yeah he came in third place holy and he, moly and he got off track five miles <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god that was 14,000 feet you know so i mean it's just wow. insanely like thin air so anyway oh hey tony are you um have you ever been at altitude that's that's a question i've got so so the only race i've ever run is i did run a 10k in steamboat springs oh that's that's way up there and then I've run, um, yeah, it's a 10K at 10K. Yeah. The car oh, okay. the Rabbit Run series out there. And uh, and, and I, I've run out in Colorado a bit. And, you know, I've, you know, run out in Arizona and stuff like that. The 100-mile I'm doing, don't, it's, it's actually not that high. It's like five to 6,000 feet. So, I mean, okay. you're not going to feel like the, the type of uh, uh, lack of oxygen. So you're the, the salt out. flats? The salt flats are at five thousand feet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. so That's it's good. not nearly as dramatic as uh, as being in in the Rockies or anything like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. From you hitting from down here at eight hundred feet to five thousand. Yeah. Right. There's a difference. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, in, in Steamboat Springs, I felt it yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it, it was funny because Joy was like this older lady beat me like came in right ahead of me she's like yeah i thought you'd feel kind of bad about like her i was like what are you talking about she lives out here i don't live out here i don't like <laughs> live on half the oxygen i have so. <laughs> yep. it's tough yeah oh man okay so so obviously trail running ruined your life and now you've even dedicated a whole bus to it so okay before you trail ran and did ultras Really quick, give us the Tony story. How long were you a runner? Did you run, like, uh, when you were younger and it was something you always did? Or was this, this something that you did when you got older? I, uh, You know, I guess I, I ran some half marathons and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, back in, like, the early, or I guess, the like, around 2010 era, I started mm -hmm like some 5ks and some 10ks and i ran up to like some half marathons and uh and then i just kind of like you know faded into well then I, I ran for office here and then i ran for state senate and lost and then i stayed you know doing kind of political community stuff like that as yeah. my activity and you then, meant you meant like running for the election not running yeah yeah, so yeah. I different race for a little while. different kind of race <laughs> And then I can't remember what it was, but actually, I think um, I, I told Joy um, that I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to sign up for some 25Ks or something like that. I think that's a good goal. And then I, somehow I think I even told you, Lauren, I think back when that happened, you're like, no, nah, do a 50. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, like no, but I said 25, you're like, yeah, no, 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 just go ahead and skip a 50. And uh, I, I, I didn't do that. I actually did run one 25K and then I went to a 50. Um <laughs> And then and, and it was a good call. So um, so yeah, I mean, there's really not much to it other than that. I just 
start running. I remember when I did start running again, going out after not running for years and like just feeling absolutely awful um, when I came back in and like coughing and acting yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and all. And uh, but then, yeah, now it's kind of just one of those things that's like, you know, it's part of my life. And, you know, you get depressed if you can't do it. And mm-hmm. uh, one of those things. And joy, joy, I think that's one funny thing. Uh, and Jim, you may know this, too, from being married to Lauren is is when a runner gets injured and can't run. They're not fun people to be around. Enjoy like always like if there's like some reason like she's like God I can't wait till he can run again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I played the fifth. First, <laughs> always wonderful to be around. Uh-huh. Lead yeah. the fifth. Yep. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's kind of the story of running for me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, bud. Any other burning questions you have for Tony? Did we get it covered? Yeah, I think we got a lot of it covered. Just some real quick points here. Uh, so, Tony, um, what kind of hats do you like? I don't wear hats. Oh. <laughs> Bud's our hat guy. I don't wear hats either. Yeah, but you've, I, got, I, you've got pretty I, cool I, hair. I've so I guess like, got like this like trucker hat from one of our local farms, and uh-huh. sometimes I put it on. I'm like, ah, oh, it just doesn't doesn't work for me. So no, I'm just kind of like no hats. I, I I I'm a buff guy almost. Okay. Yeah, I usually have a buff on. But out in the salt flats, you have to get one of those really stupid I'm gonna have to sun get a hats. Yeah. yeah, you got to get the flaps. Or yeah. Arabia thing going yeah. on. <laughs> that will definitely happen. But So uh, your trail vest, what do you like? You know, and it's funny because like I, I was looking at Lauren's picture where she had like, you know, every vest. Uh, every model, every model that came out. <laughs> um, and I actually only have two. And one of them's like a mountain hardware one that like, I mean, nobody ever even knew mountain hardware made one. It's actually pretty good. It's like, really like lightweight, like, like just like real easy, comfortable shirt fit one. And then I've got like the old, and actually I just noticed today it turned three years old. I have like the original vapor car, like Nathan vest. Yeah. And that's like the only ones I've ever used. And actually I'm notorious for not using a vest. Actually the last 50 K I ran, I just like, just like a single Solomon water bottle, and I just went because I, I don't like it. But I've been making myself wear it recently because mm-hmm. I know, like you know, that's stupid. You can't do that on a hundred k or a hundred miler. So, uh, so I'm just not really a vest guy too much, other than the fact like it's kind of a necessity. And I know that if I don't train with it, mm-hmm. I'll get sore in places I don't want to get sore. So, so that's what I, I have been recently, and I like the ones that kind of fit real shirt like, I guess. So, yeah. They're they're really comfortable. Like actually, the last when I ran the brakes, I just just wore a vest and no shirt, which I was the only person that did that. But you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starting a new trend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Tony, I really appreciate you hanging out with us tonight and talking and everything. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the podcast. And one thing I will add though, because on, on gear is I listened to your last podcast and the sock conversation and. Uh-huh. I'm a toe sock guy. I'm just going to let you guys know. Yay. Oh, so is Bud. Yeah, Bud yeah. is too. I feel like maybe maybe I should just bite the bullet and try them. I don't know. Maybe I should try them, Bud. Maybe. Definitely. I mean, once you get hooked on toe socks, you can't go back. I, I don't wear any other socks any other occasion but toe socks. I don't like my toes to touch anymore. Like, I just, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm almost the strict and gingy guy. 
Um, I got some exoskins and I didn't care for them that much. Like just the plain old and gingy cotton, mm-hmm. man, vast, last forever. Anyway. Yeah, I, I like them. I like them a lot. All right. I might try it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is awesome. Well, hey, Tony, after the salt flats, we got to have you back though. Cause Absolutely. we want to hear about this experience. <laughs> so. I, I want, I need, I need a follow up after him and Jim are on the Cumberland trail. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a, we're gonna do a follow up episode yeah. here. <laughs> you get a beer? Are you gonna be around next this weekend? Oh yeah, hey man, there you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be around. I'll probably support y'all a little bit. We'll talk about it. Started recording. Okay, we lost you, bud. But what we're saying is, but I'm back. Uh, we're back. gonna follow up. We're gonna follow yeah. up. We're gonna follow uh, Tony. And I can't wait. I, for one, want to hear about this salt flat race because I'm so intrigued. But anyways, it was great chatting. Uh, but I know you've got stuff you got going on here. Uh, but yeah, you three should get together in Chattanooga once you run some of the Cumberland Trail and uh, see how it goes. Sounds yeah, good. Sounds good. Yeah. Are we good for Saturday, Jim? Does that work for you? Um, yeah, I can do whenever. Okay. Can Are you, you get by for Saturday? Can go play on Saturday? <laughs> I'm probably pretty good for Saturday. Um, since Tony, since you're a vegetarian, I'll get you some sluggos or something like that. Oh, is that a, is that a, what is that? What is so, it? Yeah, I have no idea. It's a restaurant that caters to just vegetarian food. And they, oh, they make oh, it, bud. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to take care of Tony. Oh, hey, we, we, we eat at Urban Stack all the time when we're in Chattanooga. That's because they have like pretty killer veggie burgers there. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, All right. Well, you boys are going to have some fun. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll see you later then. All right. Bye, All right. guys. Bye. 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 Bye.